Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. What up, old school, in the house, Austin, Jay Foreman, Nate Brennan, Nate, Nate's last day, I wouldn't say, I think it's fortunately, not unfortunate, uh, <laughs> old school is brought to you by the Mar- Mercado, certified Piedmontese and special ingredients and butcher shop, located at 84th and Havelock, uh, I know it's not their slogan, but it's mine, every type of meat, every type of cut, what's up, so, uh, we're here on old school again. Like I said, it's Nate's last day, but I think it's a celebration, Nate. You know, I think uh, you know. I always like it when it's always good. I feel like I'm not like your manager or your boss. I feel like we're partners or whatever. But anytime somebody can go on and 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 you know take a next step in this type of business, and you know it's kind of hard. Uh, I feel happy for you. you earned it. You work hard. You know. I mean, heck, I'm on my early riser and. I remember when I when we first started, kind of when we did the schedule change. I was like, "Dang, that's Nate up there. He's up early." <laughs> so I was like, and then, and then you know what my first thought was? Well, I got somebody I can text early then because I that's know right. his butt is up. You know what I mean? No, I was thinking. I remember the first time he texted me at like four fifteen or something. Like I don't know what he's doing up, but I was up. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> I, I know Nate. Then me, I, but up. then I'm always respectful because I like I was like, man, that's why I asked you. Like, what time you go to bed? You like eight and nine o'clock. So I don't never light you up too late. But, uh, <laughs> It's good, man. So it's um, you know, it, you know what it is. It's one of those things like uh, you know, a new January sixth, and I think you know we talked before, and then you kind of announced it maybe a month before. And then you know, you know, thirty that you get in the holiday stuff, it goes by quick. But uh, it it's good, man. And I don't think I think like you know, it's not only you doing well in business, the relationships you built, you know, here inside the studio, but it's also the friendships too. So you know, I'm not too worried. And plus, Kansas City's just a you know, like that you could throw a rock and get there, man. So uh, yeah. You know, hey, you know, I'm always a sucker for good barbecue and a good time. So <laughs> yeah. we're definitely going to be linking up. But, sure. uh, you know, in old school, I wanted to ask you guys uh, your thoughts on, I don't know if you heard, um, the NFL had made some changes. I think it was just announced maybe around noon, maybe after the, you know, I figured we talk about a little NFL and then get into yeah. the, you know, the coordinators talking for the first time. Um, but the NFL making some changes to the playoffs and what you guys really thought about Pot, the possibility, I'm assuming, if Buffalo and Cincinnati gets to the AFC Championship, that they play at a neutral site. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I'm kind of like, I understand it, but then I don't because, you know, I played when we had 9-11. And now, granted, we finished all our games, but just <laughs> say something happened. Mm-hmm. So what do you, you know, I mean, I and this is a this is a tragic, life-changing, sport-changing event. This isn't just... You know, Jay Foreman gets his ACL blown out. I mean, a guy who had to be resuscitated right. with CPR. So technically, he's on a breathing tube. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, but technically on the field, he was deceased. Right. So I mean, this is something that's different. So that's why I think like it is what it is. It happened. So why not just go along and just? I wouldn't. Say, I I don't think Buffalo would be excited about being getting home field advantage. Uh, of you know not being able to finish the game. 
and I don't think Cincinnati would want to, you know, get the W being up 7-3 technically when the game ended. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, it is what it is. It just happens. And so I want to get your guys' thought, what you guys thought about the changes and then the possibility of playing at a neutral site. Well, I saw that the Ravens, the Ravens were throwing some shade, too. I don't know if you saw their tweet. Yeah, I did. Win, <laughs> Chargers loss, and then a win on a coin toss. I I don't petty. like a coin toss. <laughs> it's petty. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of the coin toss, but I, I think in this circumstance, if you're the Bengals or the Bills, I'd probably go to a coin toss over a neutral site. The neutral site just feels weird to me. I don't, I don't know. And, and I know it's a severe disadvantage to one team because especially if you're playing in Buffalo in late January – that is a significant advantage. Right. And even yeah. if you're in Cincinnati, like, rabid fan base, yeah. and it's and still going to be cold as hell, too. Right. So, I mean, you're going to have a significant advantage, and that's why I understand why you wouldn't want to go to a coin toss, but a neutral site just feels odd to me. Like, right. where, where would it be? It's Lucas very Oil? college football. Right. It'd yeah. Be, it'd be like, I, yeah, you, where, where we're going to go play in Minneapolis? <laughs> I mean, it'd, it'd probably be there, maybe Lucas, Lucas Oil. Oil. Yeah, somewhere kind of close. You know, right. you're not going down to Atlanta or something. I mean, I just think it wouldn't be worth it. It almost like when Buffalo got snowed out and you had to play in Detroit. <laughs> right. It just didn't feel like, oh, Buffalo's <laughs> no. the home team. No, you're not. No, play you're not. Cleveland. So, I don't – I just think like, hey, look, man, you played that game. You didn't – it's not like you started the season – you know what I mean, Austin? Saying, "Okay, mm-hmm. well, let's go eleven and four, and then here comes Buffalo at twelve and three, and something tragic is going to happen. So let's make sure we end up seven three after one drive, and we, you know, now we're going to be complaining. You lost four games, mm-hmm. so that's why every game is imperative. You right. like before the season, you knew Cincinnati, Kansas City, and Buffalo were most likely going to be mm-hmm. in the running, and here Kansas, we are. Here we are. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you didn't play these other games, not with a kind of a." eye or ears towards what yeah. other teams are. Everybody watches them. I mean, I remember mm-hmm. when I first got in the league in Buffalo, we're, we're, you know, we're watching what everybody does because that kind of changes how you prepare for the next game. And we lost the, I remember we lost the game on the road up in Seattle. I mean, we got blitzed. I mean, Cortez Kennedy was just running through us just like, you know, water through like wet paper. I mean, he was just, come here, Doug Flutie. Come here, Thurman. <laughs> I mean, he just was a one-man gang and we was like, man, we let that go. Well, then, Next thing you know, we had we we lost the game. We have to go on the road to Tennessee, and then it's the Music City Miracle. Right? There's nobody's fault but our own. Yeah, we it sucked that we had to go fly out to Seattle mm-hmm. and play an early game out in Seattle. Ideally, you'd like to play the equivalent of the afternoon game. Body clock, right? Yeah, yeah. body clock. Mm-hmm. You know, we we kind of started to wake up in the fourth quarter. By that time, they had the scrubs in. I mean, I was in the game at that point. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> I just want to know, what do you think, Austin, about it, about the coin toss, about the neutral site, and does it put a, I want to say a black cloud on the playoffs, but it's kind of like, it's kind of like how people would think of like when you won the COVID and NBA championship. Right. It's, the bubble. Yeah, the bubble. it's it's weird. Yeah. I think that's the best way to describe it. I mean, it's a simple word, but it's unprecedented to have yeah. someone go down on the field like that to take that long and have to suspend not just... And game. NFL game, but a game of that magnitude right. with those stakes right. in that situation. Haven't seen it before. Right. The crazy part to me is how Kansas City, who lost to Buffalo and who lost to Cincinnati, had their odds for the one seed go up so drastically. Right. Um, if you look at it based on doing the coin flip, um, the Chiefs would have had about a 50-50 shot. Buffalo had a, a 40% shot. Cincinnati an 8% shot with, right. with some rounding in there. But if if you call the game no contest, though, the Chiefs have an 85% chance at the one seed, right. which is 
insane. Right. It basically erases Cincinnati's chances at it. Yep. And Buffalo has an outside shot. They got to win, have Kansas City lose, and then they get the head-to-head right. over them. So it's unprecedented. I, I would like to think that the league did the best it could. If I'm Cincinnati where I'm disappointed, and I think Zach Taylor said as much, is that you know, if they take care of business in their division and they lose out on a division title in a home game I because of a coin flip, yeah, yeah that's disappointing yeah. because that's out of your control. Um, you had nothing to do with the guy going down. You just happened to be the team on the field right. that day. So from that aspect, I can understand a little bit of, well, hey, it's in the rule books. You go by winning percentage. Right. But I feel like the Chiefs come out pretty Not, well ahead right. they, they, in this, they, they, they despite losing out, to those other two teams. Right, make out like bandits. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, where's the accountability? You lost to both these teams? Oh, guess what? Here's the one. Hey, you back your yeah, way into the one seed. Boy, we moonwalked up in that bad boy to it, didn't we? And and profiled it, you know, like like walked up in there with swag, like walking around, like, yeah, I'm the number one seed. You guys did all the work, but we still end up on top. As a, as a player, would you have preferred getting that one seed in the bye or the, the first round home field? Which is the bigger deal? I would rather, to be honest with you, going into the playoffs, I would, if we're ideally playing good, I'd rather have home field. And I'd rather keep playing. Okay. Because I'm a firm believer of, at this point in time in the league, everybody's beat up, everybody's tired. But when you get into play, I didn't realize this. I mean, I'm, I remember Bruce and Thurman telling me, when you get towards the end of the season, they said, look, everybody's excited in the first part of the season. He's like, you want to start out fast, kind of build up some, like, you know, Get a little equity. Yeah, equity, credibility points, kind of, you know, don't give away any games. And he's like, everybody's going to hit a lull at some point in time. And I remember we had a team meeting, and then it, guys just turned it on. He's like, but the end of the season, it's like it's like no other. He's like, I know you played a national championship. He's like, it's another level. And then he's like, when you get in the playoffs, it's at a different speed because guys are playing for keeps. There is no week, there isn't no week 10 because it's week 9. Oh, I can get – no, no, no. This is win or go home. So – I'd rather play. I liked it. Remember when the Giants did it as a wild card? Mm-hmm. Um, Green Bay did it the year that they won a Super yep. Bowl. Um, so even watch when, out if they make the playoffs again. Right. Even um, San Francisco, the year they made it, even mm-hmm. though they lost to the Ravens, they were they were a wild card. I like it because you're in rhythm. Even though that the every you know you're highly trained, well paid professional athletes, you're still in rhythm. Mm-hmm. And and I find that teams that are playing well this last like. It used to be the last month, but the last, like, three, two to three weeks, and depending on, like, the Giants, they're not playing anybody this week. But, like, you're playing well then. Those are the teams that, you know, that you ideally feel more comfortable because you're, like, you're sword sharp. You're used to playing. And, and a lot of times when you're a wild card team, you've been playing playoff football for about a month. Versus, versus like, Philly. They've mm-hmm. kind of had the division sealed. For like it seems like six weeks, unless they blow it, this they got to turn it back on all of a sudden. <laughs> right, but that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's saying they had been able to kind of go on cruise control, cruise control yeah. and then like, mm-hmm. oh man, here comes Tortoise, you know, and he's right there at the at the end. And we now the pressure is solely on Philly, solely on Jalen Hurts to pick up where he stepped off or or pick up where he where he <laughs> stopped. Right. Whereas like if you're if you've been playing like Green Bay, for instance, mm-hmm. you're four and eight. You get on a roll. You're in one. You get two. Now you start to believe. Now you know you've already been playing high stakes football to where you can't make. You can't have a bad half. You can't even have a bad couple series. Like you have a bad series. You're when, toast. When, you're you're done. Like, we got to turn it up. You're done. Yeah. And they're playing against. They're playing a pretty much a play in game against Detroit That's this right. weekend. Mm-hmm. So I mean, th- those are teams that are dangerous because in the, in the NFL and you see it in college, right? The momentum. 
Mm-hmm. And it's the same way in the NFL. And if you can, can keep the momentum, and the momentum is not only during the game, start winning games, I, I prefer that because I'm a firm believer if, you, if you're able to play, athletes can say, you know what, I can, I can get it for one more game. And then I'll worry about being tired, you know, because guys will sacrifice. They'll, you know, and, and these coaches are real smart. If you see a lot of the, I guess, you know, clip, you know, video of practices and stuff, they're not real physical practices right now. When you get towards the end of the season, it's a lot of mental. It's a lot of rest. It's a lot of making sure you're staying on your weights and making sure you're in your, your playbook because everybody wants to make sure you're, you want to be fresh, you know, come Saturday or Sunday. I would rather keep playing. I wouldn't want to want to do it now. If I if I'm a veteran team, like say like when the Patriots would always do it, you know they they kind of you know they kind of had that that was their actually the Patriots didn't play well when they didn't have home field advantage. That's why it's going to be so interesting if Kansas City doesn't get it, how well they play because they're mm-hmm. much better in Arrowhead. Patrick much Mahal, Patrick Mahomes has never had it where he didn't have home field advantage. Right. I want to mm-hmm. see – I would just like to see how it is. Now, Andy Reid, I think, is one of the best coaches. I think they'll be well prepared. Um, Andy Reid's record after a bye week is insane, right. the way he comes out after. Right. But to your point, you're, you're thinking Buffalo and Cincy might be in better position because they get to keep going. Keep going, yeah. And they're mm-hmm. as long as you're you know pretty much healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and Not so, the McDermott and Taylor bad coaches either. Right, yeah. They're, they're both – I mean, look, we're – I mean, you're – if you had to start your franchise with those three – I'm, I'm, I'm an owner. I'm sitting back to do your thing, and then I'll, you know, I'll just see you every Sunday in the locker room because I know I'm hand, <laughs> handing out a lot of you know game balls and stuff. So, um, you know, I, I just think it's you know, playing football. I, I always say this: you can't fake football. You can't yeah. kind of massage your way in football. You can't. And, and and I'm not saying you can't in other sports, but you can kind of, you know, you can play a you know like. Dennis Rodman. Oh, well, Dennis Rodman was the best I mean, rebounder of all time. At, I mean, you look at baseball. It's yeah. 162 games. 62 I mean, games. you right. win two out of ten. I mean, right. You're chilling. Right. I mean, you're fine. But you could just be a guy that's – like now they don't even have pitchers that go the distance. So you're no. if you're a starting pitcher, you go four innings. So it's easier to kind of prepare you for You don't that. have to hit oppo. <laughs> right. Hit right into the shift. Right. No right. one cares. Exactly. You do that, steal a couple bases, yeah, you know, right. and, and that's it. And then so you – aren't in that arena, but when you're playing football... I mean, it's 17 games. Yeah, but but the dude across from you is trying to knock your head yeah. off. And that's the thing that's... And you can't fake it because if you ever... The the most interesting thing to me about in football, because I, I played it, so I'm able to watch it differently, when somebody gets hurt, and it's always those DBs. Because I'm going to tell you something about defensive backs. If you two are the starters, there's five guys over there that can't cover themselves with a blanket or saying <laughs> I'm better than you two but you two had been there all season you know Austin might twinge a hamstring might you know get his bell wrong or whatever it is oops here here comes Jay next thing you know I'm on the freeway of love the perfect example is Tom Brady last week against the Panthers the backup corner or the starting quarter gets hurt the backup comes in probably thinking he's that guy you know he can match up with Mike Evans he's 6'4 Mike Evans 6'5 Mike Evans, two hundred yards. See ya. See ya. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the division, or thank you for the division <laughs> championship. Now you're eliminated out of the playoffs, and so those are the things. That, that's what it comes down to. You know what I mean? Do you make you know those couple of plays? Like if you don't make those couple of plays in the middle of the season, and you you're like, all right, we you know we can crank it up. We got the Jets next week. But mm-hmm. when you're playing for all the marbles, dude, I I'll never forget Kurt Schultz. It was funny because when I was a rookie, you didn't get to pick your seat. 
You know what I mean? Like when you okay. go into the defensive <laughs> meeting room. So it's like everybody else sat down, then you got to, you know. Fill in from fill there. Fill in, right? So I'm a fifth-round pick, and it just seemed like Ted Control would always keep me after me, kept me after the meeting. You know, like, do you got the chicken ready or something? So I'm the last guy to get the seat. Mount Washington, it was Ted Washington was sitting there. He's 6'5", 365 pounds. And <laughs> he – but he's the guy that would just mess with rookie, not haze him, but mess with you or whatever. And he'd always make fun of me because I had slew feet. Call me Sweetie Rabbit from the dang cartoon. <laughs> Next to me or in front of me was Sean Price mm-hmm. and Kurt Schultz, who was the safety from like Eastern Washington. He had was balding, and he you know he had a wife and I think he had four kids and he drove a Volvo like uh, station wagon hatchback deal. But Kurt was I talked to him all the time. Quiet, but talked to him all the time because I was trying to learn the defense or whatever. <laughs> so he'd talk to me and he's like, "Hey, you gotta look at this, 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 and this." Great relationship when we, you know, that you know, do it. I remember one time I was like, "Hey, Kurt, you want to go get some wings?" He's like, "Dude," he's like, "I gotta go pick my kids up. My daughter's got dance. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow." You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but Kurt was just that guy, but always real tightened up. Come playoff time, I remember looking. Eddie George ran up in there. And Kurt came in there. Hey, put him to sleep. Head hunting. Never seen him do that, but it's the playoffs. Different. That's the difference, mm-hmm. and that's what's so fun about the playoffs because this is where you you know you start to separate people that uh, are teams that are you know really uh, in it to win it versus not. We'll see. I don't know who's going to be in it. The thing is, let me ask you this, Jay, before we go to break. When you have a traumatic event like what happened with the Bills and the Bengals, and say for example, you got like a T Higgins. Do you think that's going to stick with him for the rest of the season? And yeah. if you're the Bills, I mean, say, like, you were on that Bills defense and you're like, hey, that could have been me stepping up to make that tackle. Hey, I was out of position. He had to step. Like, yeah. does that go through your head and how do you come back from it? Because, like you said, you don't have I me. Mean, if this was week five, that's one thing. Take a couple weeks. Yeah, maybe this is, take this a is week high out. pressure. You, I mean, you have to win this game and then you're probably going to be playing next week, too. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, I think. They, they, you know, it's definitely on everybody's mind. You know, you, I mean, it's just less than a week ago. You right. saw, I mean, especially because they were up close and personal. Yeah. Um, you saw how it affected both teams emotionally. I think it affects it. You know, the T Higgins thing. Um, I think he probably feels a lot better, a sense of relief, even though he didn't have anything to do with it. He was just involved with it. So but you got clowns on Twitter. You got clowns on Twitter. But I think he, I think you know, now that they know he's, you know, not out of the woods, but he's very close to being, you know. Uh, you know, out of the hospital and stuff. I think that it's a it's a sense of relief for T. Higgins mm-hmm. and their team, and they you know they know that they can you know maybe control their destiny. And the best thing they do, they probably want to play. Now, as far as Buffalo, I think they're they could be more than uh, inspired by it to, to to go play well. You know, and yeah, you think about it. You know, I mean, I, like I said, I remember on punt team looked over and you know ran down on cover of punt, looked down. I mean, he was face down the guy on my team. And for a while he was paralyzed. Then he, you know, got he never played again. So that's kind of, you know, that's that, that's traumatic. But I think those guys are going to go out there and play for him. And everybody understands the uh, the risk that you take by playing. But I think they're going to be inspired by it. And they, and I think hopefully they'll look at it like, you know, everybody knows the NFL stands for not for long. But obviously you see it up close and personal. Make every play, make every day count. Because you next thing you know, you just just by chance, dude. That's I wouldn't say it was a everyday hit but it wasn't a hit that was on like nfl crunch back in the day i, I mean i wouldn't have yeah. to be honest with you i wouldn't have thought anything of it but I mean, if are, i if i rewatched the game and nothing would happen i'll say oh well yeah, those are, those he are lowered the, the shoulder but i was like 
I didn't know anything. Yeah, versus that that hit versus say like remember when Antonio Brown got hit by uh, Burfitt? I mean mm-hmm. that one I was like oh dude I mean when he held I mean out, that yeah. I mean that, talk about head hunting like he right. was looking to like actually hurt him right and he did and he ain't been the same Antonio no. Brown ain't been in the same no. sense so look man and that's it, not what T Higgins was doing no it no. was he was making a football play and that's just a part of football it's, it can happen so. You know, I think the I think they have good leadership at both places, and that's where they're blessed with, and um, and that's from top to bottom. So I think they'll make uh, all the right moves. So that was a good question at the first segment. We're, segment we're going to come back and talk a little uh, Coach White and Satterfield, and then uh, try to dissect their their first first press conference for the Husker media. So uh, Austin, Jay Foreman, and Nate on Old School. We'll be right back. You're listening to Old School with DP and Jay. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.